It's time to become a member of Playvolution HQ and Explorations Early Learning. There's a free option and three paid patron-level options. All come with free stuff and ongoing automatic training and merch discounts. For as little as a dollar a month, you can become a patron. That supports our work and you get premium stuff like early access to fresh podcast episodes. Go to explorationsearlylearning.com slash membership or click the link in this episode's description to learn more. All the cool listeners are doing it. On with the show. made it through <laughs> welcome to the child care bar and grill podcast jeff johnson coming to you live from oak haven along along the gulf welcome to the child care bar and grill jeff johnson coming to you live from oak haven along the gulf coast of mexico with me carol cool from the suburban paradise of pennsylvania how you doing carol i'm doing so good life all is those, great uh, all of those uh miss in- miss intros i'm gonna i'm gonna leave all of those in i'm not gonna oh, edit those so. I'm not going to edit those out. Um, so, Carol, I got two questions for you. Um, one is something that I had in my notes from last time we recorded. Listeners, this was a couple months ago where you record these episodes in blocks of three or so. You you mentioned something about being a balloon wench is the way you phrased it. Oh, I was a balloon wench. I what, wasn't as what, wenchy as again, I thought. I don't I was know what a be. I don't know what a balloon wench is, but I was I knew it was going to be. Ha- how did balloon wenching go? <laughs> It was all right. It was not like most things in my life. It was not as grand as I had first planned, but uh, (laughs) we threw a surprise party for a friend and her other friend that did like most of the party just christened me the balloon wench because I just needed Mm -hmm. to make balloon guard like garlands for around um, like our photo op areas. Like we had a life-size cutout of prints and what have you. A a (laughs) prince. Prince, Yes. Okay. And I was gonna do a really were there big purple arch balloons. Too. What color were the oh, balloons? Yeah. Oh, okay. purple. Two different shades of purple and silver for that one. It was an eighties oh, sure. party, so the other one was uh-huh. just like all neon colors. But yeah. I, I was gonna do an arch, but I I didn't end up doing it. You do you you do you know how to make balloon arches? I do now. Yeah, uh, that's I, I learned Im- for this occasion. And that's pretty impressive. Are these like air filled balloons? Are these helium filled yeah. balloons? Just no, air. not heat. No, no just air filled. And I have, I have like the plug-in like balloon blower upper because sure. I am allergic to latex. So uh-huh. I know I'll blow up one balloon, and I'm like, oh, this doesn't feel right. Yeah, that would. So, and if you do do fifteen hundred of them, that would be yeah, that, would, that would be a little bit much. Um. So the balloon wenching went well. It did. I wore gloves, so I didn't get a uh-huh. terrible rash or anything. You don't want to show up at the 80s party with a terrible rash. That would be terrible. <laughs> <laughs> and if I had a rash on my fingers, I couldn't do my hair. And I straw curled my hair, so I needed my fingers in working order. Sure, so. sure. Now, I've got a question. Um, who in the world we live in, who gets to label other people wenches? I didn't, I didn't know that that was even allowed, but apparently... Apparently, 
it is. So I, I, I'm guessing that I can't go and label somebody a blank wench. I would suggest against it. Uh huh. I, but I, if you I, did I it to me, vibe, I probably but... wouldn't question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think that's what it. I think that's what it comes down to. Is just me. People give me labels. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. Bye. <laughs> sure. Because that's going back to energy. I don't have the energy to fight that, so I'll just accept it. <laughs> Well, I'm, were there any any special benefits of having been the balloon wench? Did you you get to have input into the playlist for the for the eighties party? Did you did you get no, to use extra not. Aquanet? Um, I don't know. No, it was. I don't think the balloons took me as long as my hair because my hair mm-hmm. took me, I think, over two hours to get into all of the straws, and sure. then once it take out, so that took the longest. Than the balloons no it just ended up me being mad at myself because i spent so much time and money on these balloon garland things mm-hmm. that some kid came over and was like ripping the balloons off of them <clears throat> and i kind of wanted to grab them by the head like uh-huh. and like mike he's, he's just being a kid so eventually i went out and i didn't have my balloon blow up but i had the extra balloons in my car uh-huh. so i just brought in like handfuls and handfuls of balloons and the parents all had to blow them up so that was funny oh good you didn't start making balloon animals or anything didn't turn into some sort of I weird can do that now, weird though. clown <laughs> well, I could, well that's good i i didn't have those balloons with me at the party but they were i was supposed to use them for the, the arch that didn't get made but my husband when i said hey i need to order these balloons some more Mm-hmm. and he looked at them and he just told me he goes i better get a dog a balloon dog out of this so i i did look up how to make a, a dachshund out of good balloons. for you so. good for you you know how to make a then you know how to make all the animals you can make a giraffe now too probably yeah it's not as yeah it's just, it yeah yeah I, I hung around with some uh some some clowns for a while so i learned i learned that back in the day <laughs> Um, I got another question for you, but we'll save it for the end of the show if we get time. So uh, this is another one of our policies and procedure uh, episodes. Uh, like I said in the past ones, I think this is going to be, you know, three, four hundred episodes in this series because I'm I'm obsessed with policies and procedures now. I uh, I flooded Carol's inbox a couple days ago with uh, some some policy and procedure related handouts I've been making for the Playvolution HQ site. And I thought we'd spend a little bit of time talking about one because I think I think this is important. It's it's some of the terminology that we we use when we're talking about policies and procedures, because in, in a lot of the handbooks that I've looked at so far, um, there doesn't seem to be any, but they don't distinguish between policies and procedures and a policy and a procedure are, th- those are two completely different things. It's, it's, it's not policies and procedures, it's policies and procedures. So they're, they're separate. And, uh, I think like that, LMNOP. Policy yeah, and procedure. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> So I thought we could just kind of talk our way through this and and Carol, please drag us off topic if this gets fucking boring. Um oh, it's me. It's bound to happen, folks. But but <laughs> but first off, policies, a policy is a clear statement of position on a given subject. So so a policy is basically the the rule that you're yeah, that, that you're throwing out there. 
and a procedure is uh, documents how a policy is implemented. And so for for everything, for your staff ratios, for your your meal process, whatever it is, you need the policy. This is what we do and the procedure. This is how we do it. And in a lot of the handbooks I've looked at so far and listeners, I need more. they can they can conflate. Is that the right word? They they combine those two things into one, and Slinky, I've got the spiders under control. You don't need to growl. Um, Slinky's growling at something, and I just assume it's the spiders, spiders. that are coming on my webcam. No, uh, those listeners, <laughs> listeners, a, a couple episodes ago with Carol, um, I had uh, had the the frightful experience of 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 spiders coming out of my webcam uh four four is the total number of spiders that have come out of my webcam so far in this recording session and they've all been been smushed because they were they were haunted looking um so polish procedure slots carol yeah to be perfectly honest i was like yeah i know that they're two different things and then when i sat down and thought about it i'm like nope don't really actually i'm fuzzy on the difference but then you provided me with this excellent handout <laughs> that is color coded, and I was like, "Oh, okay. So the policy is the what, and the procedure is the how. That's what it is." And then I'm like, "Well, I'm an idiot." And then I realized that I don't think I've ever had any job that, when given the handbook, like they were almost used interchangeably. Yeah, like I've never actually seen them, and really, so I'm like, "All right, well, I don't feel as bad about myself because uh, I've no, never seen them no. in the wild before." Explained. And, and look, I've, I've written policies and procedures, and I've, I've totally done the thing I've been seeing in the handbooks I am reviewing because that just seems to be the way the way it's happening in, in early learning. But if you if you look at the way I don't want to say grown up businesses and organizations do thing, but and when I say that, I mean established. I, no, what I really mean is is businesses and organizations that that involve adults no oh. like grown-ups <laughs> um i mean literally and 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 actually some of the some of the reading that i've i've done i mean farm pharmaceutical stuff uh policies and procedures was one of the books i waded through to to get these ideas but i think it's really important that you that you separate those because because one um policies are probably not going to change very often in a program you're going to come up with a a policy and and that's going to be you know here's 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 how we do outside play or here's our policy for arrivals in the morning or here's our mandatory reporter policy and so the policy itself isn't going to change if it's mandatory reporter um we comply with blah 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 the state whatever it is but the procedures the way you go about doing the thing may change over time and so when you when you go back and you you do look this is getting a little bit ahead of ourselves but when you write (laughs) policies and procedures not only do you need to implement them and use them but over time you need to evaluate them and make sure that they're still correct and up to date for your program uh so you might go through every every couple years and and look at the procedures and and see if anything needs to be updated. So so like if you're if you have a policy for for parents making payments for for example that that payments are made in the in the drop box outside the director's office or something and then time goes by and you don't have parents paying with checks anymore, you have all of your parents paying online, you need to update those policies. Um 
so so that's that's kind of the difference between those things. One is the what, and the other is the how, like you said so succinctly. But then, springs eternal. Look, if we but if we would have stopped, look, if we would have stopped talking there, episode would have been too damn short. Um, <laughs> but then the procedures. I think there are there are really four types of procedures, four ways that procedures can be written up. And and I think having an understanding of of those things kind of makes it easier for the person who has to go and write the policies and procedures to, to wade through them. Because de depending on what the what the policy is and what the procedure is, you need to approach it in a in a different way. Um, boy, I wish there was a fun, humorous, exciting, pleasant Listen, way to talk about these, but it's pretty I fucking was excited, boring. But I was excited <laughs> the way this is broken down. I was like, oh, it makes sense like this. And I don't know. I don't know if it's up on the site yet and our listeners can't see, but it is rainbow color coded. And I was wondering why you didn't start with the red like that did hang me up. For a split second, and then I got to the bottom. I'm like, no, this one should have been red. So, there you go. That's exactly <laughs> why that one is red. Listeners, you're wondering what one, which one is red, aren't you? Um, hey, listeners, I'll put a link to this on the HQ site in the show notes, and it's already it's up there on the Playvolution HQ site. It's it's up there as a there's an article that goes with it, and it's up there as a as a PDF that you can download if you have a if you have a policy and procedure nerd on your staff and so different kinds of procedures are, are one is the the basic and probably most simple is just a declaration declarations are used to share information and so you might have a closing policy about what days you're closed every year um and then you have a list there you're certain you're declaring we're closed on saint patrick's day because all of our staff like to go out and get liquored up we're closed on you know whatever those those closing days are going to be for your program um and and so declarations are are pretty easy um in your in your handbook someplace you might have declarations that are that that the program's address is this and the email when you need to get a hold of somebody is this and here's our phone number um and so those kind of declarations are pretty easy to to write up um next is is guidelines and guidelines are uh, a broad recommendations intended to direct actions and decision making and I think these come in handy when we start writing policies and procedures about play because guidelines are kind of like the, uh, the, the bumpers that get put in, into the gutters in the bowling alley. Yes. There, there's plenty of, there's still plenty of lane there that you can roll the ball down. Uh, but the guidelines kind of keep you in, in your lane, which is, <laughs> which is kind of important in the bowling alley. And I think um, guidelines is a super important one because I think people tend to do to stick with declarations and some of these other ones and they leave out yeah. the guidelines. And what's going to happen is you're going to, I think, I mean, you're hiring supposedly like professionals who you trust that they know what they're doing. But if you make it so there is none of that wiggle room, odds are they're going to throw out most of your policies and procedures. They're going to, if they have no wiggle room, you know, they might very well throw the baby out with the bathwater. But when you have guidelines for a lot of things that people could see, oh, okay, I have some flexibility here. This is how I can interpret that and do that. When you're given spots where you can do that, I think people are just more respectful of the spots that are more like a declaration, like this is just what it is. Yeah, yeah. 
And and as we get as we get down the list to, to things like protocols when there were which are kind of exact ways things have to be done. If everything was written up like a protocol, it would it would be maddening for the staff. Right. Um, and 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 so guidelines are are really they they offer structure and flexibility, um, and are are really good for things like uh, mud play and rough and tumble play and those kind of things where where your your policy may may be hey we get messy here. And you may have some specific guidelines for um, what kind of what what to what parents can expect from from what does messy here mean um, right. and some guidelines for here's here's how we do some broad guidelines for here's how we make messy play work here or here's how we make mud play or here's how we make uh, rough and tumble play happen here that that leave that that wiggle room for individual staff to to bring their own to put their own stink on it. To right. Rub and up I think, against rub up against that guideline and <laughs> and put their own musk on it. But I think the guideline is it's so important to be clear too because people I think especially like if you've been doing this for a few years or you have a good understanding of what like what you mean by messy, don't assume that parents know what you mean sure. by messy. I've seen lots of parents like, well, I knew they were going to get messy, but this shirt is ruined, and it's like, yeah, yeah, like to them, messy is someone had to wash their hands when they were done like that's what they thought messy was yeah like when i would have parents on intake i'm like please only send them in clothes that you're okay with you can't be seen with them in public anymore because that's what i mean by messy and a lot of parents were like oh i'm like oh. yeah it's it's not coming back to you in one piece i'm like picture day i will put away the messy Every send them in day, the clothes that are already ruined <laughs> Yeah, that's I have a every doesn't everybody have this drawer of their kids' clothes which are already toast? <laughs> like, like send sure. them those. I was like, I don't sure. care if they wear the same thing every day. If you bring them home, wash what they're wearing, and send them back, and that's like their school outfit, I'm not gonna judge you because that's their school outfit as long as they're allowed to get messy. But see here the guideline, and some days we might ruin your kid's shirt with mud, and some days it might be paint. But either way, it's ruined. And and that's that's another one of the reasons that that healthy policies and procedures are so important is that it helps everybody on the same page be on the same page. It helps everybody. It gives them a working definition of of what messy is. And uh, later on, hey listeners, I want to tease this. Later on in the ser series, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out a template for what a what a policy and procedure write-up could be and one of the things that we include in there is that in, in some policies and procedures you need to define your terms and and messy might be a term you need to define rough and tumble might be a term you need to define for for parents and for staff if you're going to have everybody on the same page with those with those things. So under types of procedures now we've got declarations and guidelines. The next one's it one is instructions. And this is a little bit more more formalized. Instructions describe how to deal with specific tasks or situations. And uh, these um, are usually um, include uh, lists of numbered steps. And so you might have a instructions for for diapering kids or you might have instructions in your in your policy policies and procedures for for you know that end of the daytime where where the numbers are getting down and you combine all the kids in into one room 
you might have 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 steps for for how that is supposed to work in a program uh, or or how how you're supposed to handle handle meal time kids getting into if you're you're eating in a in a separate room from from their classroom and and or, or how how you want kids how kids are supposed to move through the halls whatever that is and so there are some things that you need to provide some specific instructions for and so this is a little bit more formal than than declarations and guidelines not terribly formal like it's not, not terribly formal we're not there um, yet we're not to the red yet oh no because yeah, <laughs> this one is just an orange uh and look listeners if you want to look you want to pull that back the veil declarations are are kind of in a green box and guidelines are in a yellow box and instructions are in an orange box and and next we're going to get to protocols and that's in the in the red box because that's really the most structured one um, so instructions are, are good for how to request a day off if you're staff members or make a tuition payment or or if you're the closer how to lock the building up and set the alarm at the end of the day um and there please are... make sure your instructions are the same for everyone. There's nothing more frustrating than going through the instructions like it's supposed to be. But at some point, nobody does that anymore. But no one tells the new staff members. So your days off are all messed up because you followed the instructions. Oh, but so-and-so down the hall usually just texts me or what? Like, no, just instructions mm -hmm. are for everyone, friends. Yeah. Everyone. Yeah. And and that's that's why that's why we have health that if 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 everybody's doing things a different way that you don't have healthy policies and procedures one of the one of the ways you you make sure that the 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 instructions are the same for everybody is you have them written up in your policies and procedures um, manual your operating manual your parent handbook your staff handbook however you're going to organize them and and then everybody everybody knows how to how to do the things that need doing and and you can tell look that whole locking the building thing um when okay we need to lock we need to you need to check all the all the playground doors you need to to make sure that the burners are off on the stove all all those kind of kind of safety things and then you need to set the alarm uh after you lock the door and you've got 45 seconds to get out of the building that is that's a set of things that really do need specific instructions if you had guidelines for locking the building up where it was a lot more hey here's just you know, yeah. try to Make try sure to remember to lock good. the building. Yeah. So there there is if, if you wrote your your closing, locking up the building um procedures as guidelines, you wouldn't have the the structure that you needed for those those specific things, if that makes does that make sense? Or am I being am I am I being a dick about breaking things down this much? No, and I was I was just about to say, and don't think that giving a specific set of instructions is patronizing particularly like in he's like well I shouldn't have to explain this to someone well when you think about when you're working in like a like a daycare or a preschool how many decisions we have to make with that many kids around all day you're gonna have decision fatigue like sure. and remembering this that or the other it's it's not patronizing it's a kindness to say here here let me help you out just it's like a checklist kind of deal like yeah this is how you need to do it so I think a lot of people think like, oh, I, it's ridiculous they would tell me how to do that. I know how to do that. Yes, but you're also human. And like you're either starting your day and if you're like me, you don't start it bright-eyed and bushy-tailed and you, you need some instructions. Or it's something that you don't do that often, like requesting a day off. You don't do it that often. But you like, again, this kind of goes back to the energy thing too. 
you have other things to be thinking about and actively making decisions, just write it out for people. It's easier. Yeah, and and so when and we'll get into this in future future episodes of the series. But when you're when you're writing these things, it's really important to involve the people who are already doing the procedures throughout the day. Um, it's important to get their input into into the writing process because it's 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 unlikely that those people are going to be the actual writers of the of the document. But if you want their input, you want the person that opens the building in the morning to have input into what those those uh, uh, instructions are for how to do that properly in the handbook or the person that's closing. Because someday that person is going to have a sick day or going to have a, a dentist appointment and somebody else is going to have to do the job and they don't have it memorized. It's not it's not ingrained into their into their brains like the opener or closer and so having that document that they can go to and say okay oh yeah the alarm code is such and such and i gotta I lock the door first and then so, so it's it's locked from the from the outside but i can still get out and then i punch in the code and then i go out the door and i got 30 seconds to get out that kind of that they know that and they then they don't have to call that person who's just trying to go to the dentist or eat their chicken soup um yeah. they don't have to call them and interrupt their time away from the job to figure out how to do the job because you've you've outlined it into into your into your document there and although that person might explain it wrong anyway oh. are you there yeah i just started playing some music am i i'm, I'm here right you hear me <laughs> at first i thought a spider crawled in your ear just at, no, <laughs> i was just like my ear, just in my earbud and, and spotify started playing um what were we playing playing a little bit uh um oh hey listeners a little bit of uh kingfish ingram uh uh if you're looking for for some uh southern blues listen to kingfish um finally in a red box uh we've a got protocols box. and a protocol is an exact set of instructions that must be followed to complete a specific task in order to assure quality safety or compliance so this is a this is a uh, set of instructions this is a yes. must do set of instructions and and so these things, things that get written up as protocols are usually mandated by some outside outside force. I'd mentioned that sometimes diapering and uh, diapering procedures can be written up as instructions, but a lot of times states have specific diapering protocols that you have to use. If you're in this state, this is how you change a diaper. And here's our 47 step guideline to how to. <laughs> how to change the diaper or, or or more seriously there are things like medication administration or mandatory reporter stuff and so writing these up you're a lot of times going to be taking the language or or even the lists directly from your from your licensing standards or your your accreditation uh manual or whatever it is and so these are these are kind of what are they more serious instructions I was just thinking these are the instructions that are in that mom voice. <laughs> like instructions are kind of like the dad voice. The protocols are the mom voice instructions. Like yeah. there's no wiggle room. This is what we're doing, how we're doing it. Get it done. Yeah. Yeah. And and so they're they're and and look, if you wrote everything up as a as a protocol in in rigid, very specific language. 
um, uh, lists, numbered lists and steps and, and probably not only this is, this kind of turns some of these turn into outlines where you've got these steps. And then if this happens, you got to do this and, and, and they can get a little bit. (laughs) Well, yeah. And, oh, hey, listeners, don't get me started on flowcharts. I think uh, a lot more early learning handbooks should have a flowchart or two because they help people visualize what they, they what do. they, they help, help people visualize procedures. So um, we, you, Carol, you joke about flowcharts, but we're going to do a fucking episode about flowcharts oh, and policy procedures someday. You, oh, mm-hmm. listeners, oh In my gosh, you're going to blow your is. socks off. <laughs> So no protocols are are are, are kind of uh, look. You're going to have maybe maybe half a dozen of them in your your whole policies your policy and procedure book because they're 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 kind of saved for specific things. And 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 look, all of these can be kind of intermingled a little bit. You you might have a procedure that's written up with some some declarative language, and then it goes into the guidelines. If you have to explain um, what messy means, for example. You might just declare here. Here's what messy is here, and and you go into into that language, and then you 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 go into the guidelines for for what you're talking about. So, look, I don't know if this is going to make it easier for people to write policies and procedures or scare them the fuck away, but uh, it's out there. I think it's just a clear path, and I appreciate a clear path instead of just wandering around in the mist, and you know find in the bog instead of the field of flowers so yeah give me a, a clear path i think it i think this is fantastic that, i might write that, some up for fun i don't know that makes me feel all warm and fuzzy <laughs> except for your voice sounds a little bit snarky when you said that so uh oh i don't know maybe i'll just delete this um hey listeners i got a hard copy it's fine if you want if you want one <laughs> hit me up <laughs> Hey, listeners, this has been another exciting episode. Oh, wait, I got to ask you that other other thing. Um, Carol, what do you think about dog tattoos? I've been, you know, I'm always trying to think about uh, business ideas for people like the barbecue spa and that kind of thing. But uh, dog tattoos, I'm thinking, uh, so this would be owner, you go into the, it's like a, it's like a tattoo shop for, for pets. Thoughts? That seems like a terrible time in history where people were tattooed against their will. That's my first thought. These dogs won't be happy if they're being tattooed. You think? Probably. Are are you like the the dog whisperer when it comes to tattoos? Sure, sure. Oh. And they said no. They said they're not into it. How many dogs did you talk to? Oh, several. Several. I thought about being creepy and asking, alive or dead? <laughs> like. <laughs> Oh well, see, I was out for a walk with uh, with Slinky the other day, and we we're walking along the beach, and and a and a beach eagle came by, and uh, and yes, beach eagles. Beach we have beach eagles. eagles. Yeah, I didn't know it was a thing either. <laughs> These fucking eagles come this. flying over and and plumb, plunge into the water, and and one comes up with uh, I it might have been an octopus. A, I assume a it was a fish. Uh, yeah. <laughs> And then flies over and and stands on this piling kind of loggy thing, sticking out of the water, and and sits there. Like, arr, arr. It was that's not the sound eagles make when they eat, but um, start picking those giant eagle claws, picking this thing apart and eating it. And and Slinky, who is a a black dog with a little bit of white on his snoot, he was like, "I like eagles." And then he was like, "I would like to have an eagle tattoo." And I was like, "Hey, oh. bud, maybe that would be a good thing for you." And Yes. 
I, I got a feeling it's not going to go the way he thinks it's going to go. Um, well, listeners, stay tuned and we'll find out if Slinky gets a, gets a tattoo, I guess. I thought it'd be, you know, dog owner, pet owner. You could go in with your pet and you get matching tattoos. Because uh, a lot of people have 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 pet children now, and it'd be kind of a family yeah. bonding thing. If I get a tattoo, it'll be of not of my dog, but in remembrance of my dog. Now, see, I can't get behind that. Now, my dog did have a masseuse come to the house. I had someone come, and she got massage therapy on a regular basis. See, I think that's did much the more dog consent to that? Oh yeah, she was all about it. Yeah, <laughs> she was yeah. ridiculous with that. Well, I mean, that's why she lives are... so long. She lived sure. so long because she wanted to see how many more massages she could get. You couldn't, you couldn't fucking pet your own dog, Carol. I listen. The <laughs> lady even tried to show me how to do it. This is you have to know my dog, but show me how to do it like more often. And she would give me this look when I would try. Like you have got to be kidding me. Like no, it's <laughs> like all right, fine. Huh. Well, um hey slinky gg if you're listening at no time in your lives will i bring in a dog masseuse for you it's just not going to happen they listen to the show um so we keep you the numbers come up to my house I'll, I'll i'll call her over for you guys come on down yeah up, slinky slinky gg um head east this <laughs> is with the child care bar and grill podcast tip your weight staff thanks for listening back soon bye-bye bye-bye well, that wasn't too horrible, was it? <laughs> no, well, it involves me, so <laughs> I'm always like. <laughs>